It's Tuesday night. I'd like to welcome everybody back to the sweatiest basement, Kensington, Maryland, where we perform a little thing we like to call the Audible a podcast. We talk about DC sports. I'm Ken Marangolo. To my left is Kevin Ricca. Thank you. To his left is Tim Strachan. What's up? A little shout out to Joe M. Although that actually that's a little bit we want to keep it anonymous. We'll just say his Jay, might not Jay Murphy. He, he's we'll say here. Jay Murphy. We got a special uh, guest on the show tonight. I want to introduce uh, Andrew Santino, and I, I want to want to uh, introduce him as the star of the upcoming show. Here's the rub, where he plays the character Nikolai Popoff, uh, interviewing celebrities and athletes of the day. Um, pertinent to our readers because his one of his first guests was none other than Josh Norman. Andrew, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. I'm uh, I'm excited to be with you over the airwaves. Over the airwaves. Um, so let's talk about the show first and foremost. It's what go. It's on Go ninety. It's a Verizon streaming service. So you're you're like right. you're like on the edge of technology in addition to to, to, to doing a show. Yeah, man. It's uh, Go ninety is uh, an app that you can get on you know every one of your phones now, and then also on the on the website and on tablets and all that stuff and. Uh, Go90 is kind of like a content aggregator. So, like, there's comedy, there's music, there's drama, there's original programming. Uh, there's all sorts of forms of entertainment on there. One of the subcategories is, of course, sports and comedy. We fall into both, but sports is kind of the lean for us. It's a it's a character-based sports show where Nikolai Popov, this crazy Russian sports trainer, um, interviews you know, every every kind of athlete, we don't just stick to one. So we do football, baseball, basketball, uh, surfing, uh, pro skateboarding. We do all sports. But, yeah, the first episode uh, is Nikolai Popov, who I play, um, interviewing none other than uh, Storm and Norman, man, and Josh Norman, the man. We're, we're, we're uh, recording this the day after the Redskins' victory over the Green Bay Packers, in which Josh Norman played a very big part in the victory. Um, by all measure, our best man in uniform, you know, today, because Trent Williams is, is suspended. Um, so you got, you, got a, you got a top dog. Uh, he's a great player in the league, but he's also a Washington Redskins. So I can imagine that a lot of Redskins fans are going to be interested in how he reacted to your character. I assume everyone that you, you know, go through this with knows what the whole deal yeah, do you, is. Do you, do you give him a heads up, or do you kind of let him figure it out? You know, we do, we do, let me also make a side note, you guys just didn't beat Green Bay, uh, you, you beat the shit out of Green oh, Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're getting Redskins fans on a very happy note. <laughs> that's well, dude, sure. that's, I'm from, I'm born and raised in Chicago, Illinois, and so anybody that beats up on Green Bay is good people to me, because I, I grew up hating Green Bay, the football team, and the whole state of Wisconsin, <laughs> and that's just, that's just how you're raised as a Chicago kids. So uh, to watch uh, to watch the Skins uh, not just beat, but just stomp out Green Bay was real, real good for me. Felt felt real good. It's always good to see them lose, man. I don't care who they lose to, but and I hope Philly whoops on them next week too. But uh, you know, who, who knows? Come on, I'm, we'll, yeah, we'll buddy. Dallas yeah. week, Dallas week that's, up here. I like this talk. You know. Uh, <laughs> no, he's rooting for Philly well, dude, over him. Don't hey, I, I'm just saying. I, I, okay, I'm just saying the hatred a, towards another I'm a, city I'm a in general. Yeah. I'm a Bears fan, so I don't have any hope of uh, of ever having a good team uh, in in my lifetime. It's been pretty tough, and this year, nope. this year's even worse. Nope, you can't say anything. It's it's you got you won the World Series. 
You can't say anything. Yeah, you're right. You are. No, 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 no. I'm I love it. No, I, I find like when I'm like in my worst moment over the last few weeks, all the crap going on. If you give a crap about the election and all this, the, just the bad stuff that's in the news every day lately, I think I want to talk to a Cubs fan. You know, I just reach out. I reach out to. I got a bunch of friends of mine that are Cubs fans. Just, just talk, talk to a Cubs fan. If you want to just get a little bit of happiness in your life and you want to gain some perspective <laughs> and make your way through this stormy world, do yourself a favor. Talk to a Cubs fan right now. It's the that's best. Exa- that's exactly right. Yes, man. We, we came together. Uh, I don't care what color you are, where you're from, your orientation, or what you do, but Cubs fans all over were... It, the, the feeling was the most electric thing in the world. I was lucky enough. Uh, well, I shouldn't say lucky. I should say, you know, I actually I paid for the tickets, but I, I flew back home to Chicago, and I took my wow. dad to Game 4, which was... You know, maybe the greatest moment in my life to take my dad to the World Series, uh, the year that we that we won the whole damn thing. Granted, I we went to the game that they lost, but I think Game Four was the the, the losing game and the pivotal 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 moment because uh, after that we won three in a row. And I think that's all it took was a kick in the face and Wrigley for them to just kind of step back and realize that they couldn't play around anymore. Wow. And uh, this was it was an amazing year of my life to watch that happen, man. And I and, and and I watched as many games as I could. I mean, baseball is probably my number one sport. Uh, I've been a diehard baseball fan kind of my whole life. I love basketball and football are my other two, but baseball to me is uh, it's my favorite because as I travel around the country doing stand up comedy on tour, I always go to a game, uh, you know, in each city that I'm at. So I try to book it with my agent that way. Because I like to go to games, man. I love love going to a baseball game and having some beers. And just this year changed everything for me because I got to go to a bunch of games. I got to go to all the games here in Los Angeles, where I live, where the Cubs and the Dodgers. And that was that was even more uh, even more wonderful to see. And then the city that I live in now, and then to fly home was I can't explain it. It's unfortunate. I wish there were words that that had the feeling that that you know that that encompassed of all those years of watching the Cubs get beat down and. You know things like Bartman and and you know <laughs> us, us kind of being the joke. I'm, I'm so I'm, yeah, man. For forever, well, he's actually been pardoned. I think they, the city of Chicago pardoned Bartman. Yeah, well, that, that's, I'm not going to kill him anymore. There you go. There you go. Hey, this is all hitting close to home for me here, man. Uh, that story about taking your dad to Game Four and, uh, and one of the best moments of your life. Uh, uh, a family guy who's a, a redheaded comedian from Chicago with a character named Popoff. I mean, my grandmother, who's very close to me, was a, uh, a redheaded comedian herself who loved Chicago and drank Popoff every day. So I, I feel like, oh, you know, great. I feel like, you know, there's a connection <laughs> here, brother. I feel like we're hitting this on something. This is the universe, here. man. Yes, sir. This is the universe bringing us together. <laughs> I, but, also, um, <laughs> I also want to know, you're 33? Am I allowed to say that? Yes. Okay, who is yeah, the sure, oldest? Sure. Who is the oldest person in your family or closest to you that has endured this the most? And what was it like with them? Well, um, uh, unfortunately, uh, I only have uh, my grandmother left. My grandfather, who would have just, uh, just it would have been a, just such a, a moment for my grandfather to see the Cubs win because he was a Cubs fan uh, his whole life, and my he's, he's since passed away. And, and my grandmother now who's still around, uh, she got to enjoy it. She's 85 now. Awesome. There you and, go. Uh, Sweet. Yeah, man. And she, she's from the north, north side of Chicago, so this was huge for her and all of my, 
my mom has nine brothers and sisters, so they're all Northsiders. And uh, it's, a, it's, it's something that I just can't tell you how it makes, it brings people together. It's the reason that I think I love sports so much is like, it just, it just makes you feel like you're all a part of something, even though I didn't pick up one baseball or hit or swing a bat. It's just, you feel like you're a part of it. Like it's your doing that helps the city get this, this monumental moment, you know, that will forever be like etched into the book. So it has everything incredible, man. Chicago, the Cubs have everything like to hit you over the head with as far as um, any other baseball fan or sports fan in general giving a crap and rooting for the Cubbies. Um, in addition to the sweet old grannies who've never seen a World Series, in addition to the, we, we're talking about our uh, famous sauced announcers as Redskins fans, we have ours and Sonny, you have yours and Harry. Um, it, to me, the, the like, the, the the selling point like where it's just like okay you got me is is Bill Murray I mean he's he's one of my all time heroes um, he, he you know as a Cubs fan I thought first of all I thought it was amazing I'd love to hear your perspective on this about like Fox putting him in the locker room like the way he experienced it with the players um, how it all went down with Bill Murray ending up like basically being that what you're saying what what's hard for you to convey in words I felt like Bill Murray like put it across to to the whole planet what it meant. And I just thought it was yeah. like the coolest thing ever. It was, man. I mean, like we're, we're really happy about as, as, as a Chicagoan, like everybody was rooting for that because, uh, because Bill has been like a diehard Cubs fan his whole life. So it's not like a bandwagon celebrity. No. You know what I mean? Like there is, there is, there is. Well, that's the only way it would work. Like yeah. The, Plus who hates yeah, Bill Murray? The, the, no, exactly. I hate but you. The media if you hate to, Bill Murray. They like to they like to hype up stuff, and I'm glad that it was a Chicago-born guy. You know, he's born in northern northern Chicago in a place called Evanston, in northern suburbs, and uh, um, it's cool. It's just cool to see uh, someone who's kind of you know a hero to the pop culture world because people love that guy, and who's like not a fake fan actually be a part of that. It just kind of it kind of makes you feel proud of the team and proud of you know the organization and everything that represents Chicago sports teams. I feel like older cities tend to have better roots with sports teams, and you know you have more passionate uh, fanship. And I think that comes you know that comes with a, a city that has great pride in its sports teams. I think you see a lack of that in cities that don't really care about their sports teams, and then they're forced to. You know, leave or move or, or, or they don't get enough attention or they don't get, you know, good ownership. And I think I think great sports teams say a lot about the city and it says a lot about the oh, yeah. people that root for that city. So that's why you're like, on this show. You know, that's why you that's why the whole reason why right. the, the Audible was formed and the whole th- First Amendment sports is all about. We think D.C. is a great sports town. And we it get is. together on Tuesday nights, have some whiskey, and that's what we talk about. Uh, and it, it's awesome. That's, that's probably the greatest thing in the world. No matter what else uh, is going wrong in your life, having whiskey and talking sports might save the world. That might save us it from might save uh, the world. What, what's going on politically right now. We might, we might be okay if we can have – as long as they don't take whiskey and sports away from us, Podcasting. we might be okay. Oh, don't say that. To save the don't world. Say don't say that. <laughs> well, I want to bring well, it back to D.C. I mean, I want to know – I mean, we, we, you touched on it briefly, but you said that the uh, skins thraddle, throttled the Packers. Um, mm-hmm. but, but, what you know, when you, if you were to come through D.C., which one game of, of our professional teams would you want to go to? 
Um, well, that's pretty. That's a. I've never been. I've never been to a Skins game. Um, I uh, uh, the Nationals. I did check off my list. Um, and I got to tell you, as a uh, as a diehard uh, as a diehard Blackhawks fan as well, I, I was had a tough had a tough time with you guys last year because you were uh, you were you guys were you guys were tough, man. But I I, I think I would probably go to a Skins game because I've never been to one. Um, but I, I I would love to go uh, I'd love to go see them play because I've never been to the Nationals. I I did get a chance to go see, but yeah, as a as a uh, as a Blackhawks kid, it'd be uh, be pretty hard for me to uh, to head out there. And uh, I will tell you, Andrew. See you guys the, on the ice. The first time that you're here when there's a Redskins game anywhere near that, uh, Hog, you're you're a guest of Hog Saving all day long. We're taking it. We get the full tailgate that. treatment, oh, full yeah. game. Oh, for sure. That, that, oh yeah, that 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 that's our pulse. Uh, your Cubbies in Chicago is our skins here. That's our that's our lifeline. Like you said, doesn't matter what age, color, creed, race, religion. We, we all celebrate or commiserate on Mondays with conversations about the skins. That that's our number one. Here. That's right. And uh, that, yeah, should. that's how we do well, it. And, it. Yeah, you got to get to one of those yeah. with us. I do. Trust me. I know. I know. I do. I just. Uh, and that as I'm traveling around, it just happens to usually be during baseball season. Football season is harder for me because it's, you know, the holidays and winter, and I'm sure. usually uh, I'm usually not on tour. But um, do stand-up comics take the winter off? I would love to. I mean, is it co- is it like? Oh, you know, no, no, <laughs> yeah. you know what's up with that? Less, <laughs> Are you not a cold weather comic? <laughs> I mean, Sheriff Sheriff, Sheriff Grundle's definitely got some spots for you know, at the come stadium, on, man. brother. <laughs> no, you know what? I'm uh, I'm uh, I travel the more I travel, uh, you know, the most during the summer. There's more dates, and people tend to be out at the club. The clubs kind of have more skewed dates at the end of the year, and I and I I kind of have my bread and butter in the summertime, and it kind of always depends on what else I'm shooting too, because I've got to manipulate a you know, uh, an acting schedule with a, a, a stand-up schedule because the tour, you know, kind of eats up your life. So when you're ready to go on the road, man, you got to be like ready to be on the road. So that, that's kind of hard. You, you're away from home and on the road. So I'd rather be on the road uh, during nicer months. I don't want to sit on a, on a delayed flight because of, you know, snowstorms uh, in January. It's a, it makes it a little bit less appealing. You know what I mean? But I guess that being said, I would love to get out there and, uh, I'd love to get out there and see and see them. Now you have an incentive. Next, you have a free uh, a free yeah, ticket to a Redskins game. Well, let's well, let's talk turkey though. Next week, you guys are you guys are uh, up against them them boys. So it's, uh, you're in Dallas, right? That's correct. On Thanksgiving, four thirty p.m. I know, Eastern. I know, man. That's the big deal. That's 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 the big. This is that's the big show, man. Is playing the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. What's What's the feeling in the air over there? Are people nervous oh, about that? It can't get any better than this. So, it, so can't, we can't yeah. not get any better than we this. We can't overtake them in the division uh, at this uh, this week. Um, and they're they're, they're well, they've they're, only lost one game. They've only lost one game. Well, we got to take steps. But, but a win to do is that. huge. By by doing that, you start with beating them. Be, starting with beating them. Right. Uh, but the but the bigger issue you touched on, Andrew, was that everybody's going to be watching this game. Yeah. Every single person oh, yeah. in America is going to be watching the Washington Redskins play the Dallas Cowboys in the afternoon. Um, that that is huge for us. We have back to back prime time. back to back prime time. Andrew, that has been a, an Achilles heel for us uh, over the last couple of years. Nationally televised prime time games, we've come up short. And, and it, I mean, you know, as someone who's not from the area, I'm guessing um, you would agree that the national perception of the Redskins over time has been terrible and probably even worse than it should be because when when the average fan has had a chance to see us play on national television, we've stunk out 
stuck out the place. 33-year-olds in D.C. don't know what a, a championship is like. So that That's right. You have at least well, that in common. I, well, let me say this. I, I, that's the same token for not to – I'm not trying to change it back to, to home, my hometown, but it's the same thing. We The Bears haven't touched there since, you know, 1985. So we, I know what that feels like. But you guys, we have the same problems on a national stage – uh, you know, as a Bears fan, I, I don't know if you remember, we lost this little thing called the Super Bowl <laughs> against Peyton Manning. Sexy Rexy. Rex Grossman, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm going long. Well, yeah. Let, let's put it this way. The reason that I had so much negative sentiment towards Green Bay is because in the time period we've had nine shit quarterbacks, they've had two <laughs> Hall of Famers. So you want to you wanna talk about why I'm so bitter about those guys. We've gone through so many terrible, awful uh, uh, non-leadership quarterbacks. It's been pathetic. Meanwhile, <laughs> hold on, hold on. You know, yeah. <laughs> they had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. I heard. Were, we well, haven't they, had they a leader. We yeah. haven't had a guy at the helm until now. I think that. Hey, you guys have cousins. Yeah. Oh, what do you mean? Well, I said. Un- oh, until I said. With, I said yes, until uh, now. Until now. Until right. now. Yeah, you know, you, you know who I'm working with over in Chicago. <laughs> I mean, he's probably the most unlikable quarterback in the national. Kristen Cavallari, right now. Yeah, Mr. Yes, Cavallari that's exactly is exactly right. He's a bit of she's a turd. A sweetheart. Yeah. Nobody wants to play with her, and and she's awful. And yet we threw so much <laughs> money at the kid. I, I can't wrap my head around it. Listen, be proud. That you guys have, uh, yeah. That you guys have. Oh, we are. At least she has that. Uh, at least she has. She has that gorgeous smile that she always flashes on. Yeah, time. yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's that's the saving grace. That's what that's <laughs> what they always need. You know what? You guys are also have have uh, have re. Uh, I guess well, I shouldn't say reinvigorated the career of, of, of Garcon, who I I always thought Pierre was amazing, and I love watching him. Uh, I love uh, w- watching him over the years, and y- you've taken a guy who's been around since, I mean, probably for eight years or something like that in the league, and I think he's phenomenal. He's he's such a good pickup for for who would no, who you know who would normally say a wide receiver is on his way out near a decade. Well, uh, he was a, our legitimate number up. one when we signed him um, in 2012 uh, when RG3 was a rookie, um, and and he was a, a difference maker for us. From the very beginning, he scored a bomb against the New Orleans oh, Saints on, yeah. on an opening week. Yeah. Um, to me, you have both him and Deshaun Jackson coming up at the end of this season. I, I think Deshaun's gone. He's making gone. a case for why he needs to I stay. would bring Pierre back. I mean, I, I, okay, so Kevin's shaking his head. We're going to have no, a dis- I, well, I said he's making a case for he should for, stay. For Pierre Garçon? Yes. Andrew Without, just set us off here. No, this, no, this, this, this is a D3 guy who, who Peyton taught how to play football. I'm saying Correct. we keep Pierre Garçon. I'm saying we yeah, keep Pierre Garçon and let Deshaun know, Jackson walk. I we, we can't afford Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, but we got Doxon. He's in the pure. He's in more in the pure no, no, mold. No. Don't do anything for Doxon. Oh, I know, but yeah, whatever. He's, but, he's gravy. Hey, see what you did, Andrew. See what you started. Let me just say this real quick. <laughs> Jesus, you know what? Th- these conversations yeah. get started left and right and all around. That's what we love about it. But there's one thing I had to ask you, brother. When you were filming this show, your bravery stood out to me. You got into a hot tub with Nick Young. Yeah, man. For a wizard. I, I, I mean, we're big actually. Wizards fans here, but I, I'm not sure if I anyone know. else, well, knowing his background, we're going to hop into that hot tub, brother. Like, was there scuba gear involved? Did you have a snorkel mask? I was wearing a, uh, I was wearing an impenetrable chastity belt, and I and I and I got deloused before and afterwards <laughs> with uh, Purell. So I was no. Okay, Nick, so you, you know took what? the proper precautions. Nick, uh, I did. Nick uh, Swaggy P. Young is uh, a really good dude. Yeah, I watched is. him get. Uh, I watched him get beat last night uh, uh, at Staples. I went and watched my Bulls last night beat up uh, 
on the Lakers, which was kind of nice to see. Uh, no, no courtesy of Nick Young. Nick didn't throw me tickets like he said he was going to. But he's but, so fancy. Uh, I know he's fan. Yes, he is fancy. But uh, he he was cool. Um, you know, and, and and we've had I've had a collection of people that were. I think I think the public perception of who they are and who I get them to be on camera, like Josh. I mean, I think people think they know Josh, but I think. Um, what he shows on that is uh, if you when you watch the episode and here's the rub and then there's more to come every week they get released. Um, Josh is one of my favorite because he's open about being who he is uh, and he and he's an entertainer and he he loves you know kind of the spotlight and when it's all over he said he wanted to be an actor so uh, when you watch the episode you see you know us try to <laughs> us try to manipulate his future into maybe choosing a different direction <laughs> i think he should stick to football but i think uh, he he was great man we did we and and this year coming up um we have people uh we have, we have some of the best i mean I, I some of the best athletes of all sports around we have uh Paul Rodriguez who's the who's a you know world class skateboarder uh we have Kenneth Reed who plays for the Nuggets, who's fantastic, with Mike Conley Jr., the Grizzlies, who's the highest-paid NBA player currently contract-wise. Um, we did the Mountain from the Game of Thrones, who's the world's strongest man. I don't know if you've ever seen that dude, if you watch oh. Game of Thrones. Whoa, 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 Andrew. We are, you can't yeah. just be like, do you watch we're, we're Game of Thrones? Here we go. They're going to nerd out. Yeah. They're like, going to oh, nerd oh, out. We, if we, you, got, we got, got a case. Yeah, uh, Andrew, you got a great turn. way of getting these two dude, to just go that's off. That's effed up. You can't just be like, oh, oh, you know, if you, have you heard of this nerd show? Out, it's called guys. Game of Thrones. Nerd I mean, out. It's, uh, yeah. Well, let me let me say this. Let me say this. There are a lot of people that, you know, aren't as familiar. They may be familiar with Game of Thrones, but... You know, some people that aren't fans don't know who the mountain is, and uh, if they, unless they watch the show. But unacceptable. Half Thor, uh, Half Thor was the coolest. He actually said um, he didn't want to come to New York. We were in New York, and he said, "If you want to come see me and do an interview, you, you got to fly to Iceland." So my producer and I got on an airplane and, and took a flight <laughs> to Iceland, man, and, and, and went awesome. to his private gym. Uh, he, he has like a private gym in what would be like in the United States, like a Seven Eleven. Uh, and it's a private gym underneath a seven, like a convenience store where it's the most badass dudes you've ever seen lifting truck tires and throwing, uh, what equates to like, you know, 260 pounds stones here in the United States. Um, <laughs> it's, it's insane, man. I mean, you're a little watching, intimidating. You're like Did you think you weren't going to like leave or no, you know why? Cause he was on our side. Like without him, <laughs> you would, you wouldn't walk. The gym is called Yakable. You would never go down there unless you're either a guest of his or you're or you're able to lift up a car. Bro, no I mean, one here is going no to fitness to first. Down. We're certainly not going to the uh-huh. underground Icelandic gym under a 7-Eleven with the mountain. No. <laughs> but I'll tell you Most this. Most people should avoid it. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Now, it, now we great, man. we ask you this: do, do you let them do, do you let them in a little bit, a lot? Do you just kind of like have them figure it out? Well, the here's the deal: we we tell we tell the the representatives of the uh, of the athletes not to not to break the fourth wall for audience members. But you know, every athlete has like a couple of reps you have to go through and lawyers and all this stuff. And and you know, a lot of these reps want to know, but some of the cooler athletes didn't really care. Um, right. So we just told them there's a guy with a Russian, uh, this Russian guy with this sports show from Moscow, who's now doing it here in the United States. And he'd like you to have, you know, to have you on. And, you know, we went through, we used a lot of the booking. We went through people that book for ESPN for us too. So, you know, we had some 
validation behind us. It's not right, like they sure, were blindly right, right, right. being asked by someone. So um, a lot of people were just down for whatever. Josh was quite clearly, as you can tell, down for whatever. We told <laughs> we told him uh, this 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 Russian uh, uh, sports show host wants to meet you at a ranch, and we want to talk about horses and then do some some other stuff. And he was down. He didn't ask any questions. He didn't care. He was just right away was like, all right, let's do it. Showed up and sounds, sounds about right. Fun. That's some cool. People, some people want a breakdown. Yeah, some pe- some athletes wanted more of a breakdown. And you know, I think more than anything, we had some people say no because I think they were afraid of being embarrassed. Maybe yeah, of course, or, yeah, so, yeah. Of course. But, but our whole goal on our show was, and we say this from the jump, we're not we're not out to trick people. We're not out to do like a Borat. This is not like a joke on them. It's more of this a fun interview style. Um, you know, sports show where you get a piece of the athlete from a different perspective See the other and side, it's not yeah. right. It's not up to, it's not up to intimidate or make them look like a fool. In fact, if our job, if we're doing our job, right, we're promoting the athlete. So for their own fans that love, and then for people that don't know them, they'll, you know, fall in love with these characters. And Josh is a great example. That's why we premiered that episode first is because he's a cool dude. And if you don't know him, I guarantee you watch that episode and you're going to be like, this dude's cool. This is fun to watch him goof around and have oh. a good time. And, you know, and talk a little bit of football, you know, talk a little bit of football and how he started and where he came from and his upbringing. And uh, I think that was the goal of the show. So mo- most people were really cool and, you know, didn't care what, what we were doing. Scalabrini was one of them. Brian Scalabrini, the the scal, didn't ask any questions and he was so down. He wanted to, uh, he wanted to play squash with me. So he ended up playing playing squash and we played for like an hour i was like real tired afterwards i was super tired I thought, <laughs> that's a I dangerous we business like, Gary, in, enough you know i'm a stand-up comic know, right yeah. <laughs> yeah well i, I said i said yeah. i said scal there's no chance you're gonna you're gonna have me like play a full game he's like one full he's like one game we're playing like five games brother let's go so he put me to work the scalabrini put it put it in but most people like that were, were super fun and cool and i think you can tell when you watch the interviews, you know, like when you're watching Josh, you can tell how much fun he's having because he doesn't expect any of the questions. And I think that's what he liked a lot was, uh, you know, just having a good time. In fact, most of these guys like Josh, when the interview's over, they want to hang around. Like they're not ready to leave because, you know, they're having a good time. So the reps are like, we got to go, we got to go. And the athletes are like, no, we can stay and we can hang out and whatever. So um, it's always so, the reps. You know, I hope people cool. uh, go and watch it. Yeah. Don't well, like the, it. the reps his, are the reps, but his, his is the best. Did yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see. Uh, I've seen bits and pieces, uh, I, but I'm looking forward to this Skylar Diggins episode. But uh, yeah, I don't yes. think well, you, you seem like a very intelligent man. I don't think you're going to embarrass Skylar Diggins, and uh, if she wanted to hang around afterwards, I don't think she can be embarrass a me either. anytime she wants. Yeah, uh, yeah. T- tell us Skylar, a little bit about that if you got Skylar a second. Skylar was fantastic. She was. Uh, I mean. <laughs> Skylar's incredible. She was really funny and sweet and smart. And, you know, uh, anyone that knows anything about her, uh, Skylar uh, is currently playing in, in, in Dallas, uh, what used to be a Tulsa WNBA team. And um, she's, she is very pretty uh, and very funny and fun-loving. And she's found her way into the, the hip-hop world, the pop culture world, I guess, so to speak. And a lot of rappers, Lil Wayne and Drake and all these guys, uh, kind of went after her uh, in so many words and tried to tried to talk to her, like the kids say. And uh, we brought it up you. a few times. We brought it up a few times. Yeah, to holler at her. That we brought it up a few times about her her uh, popularity amongst these men, and she denied it. But 
Nikolai Popoff in the episode, uh, he asks her if she is uh, if she actually is Becky with the good hair. So I, I gave her a, a jar of lemonade nice. and asked her if she was Becky with the good hair. Yeah, well, yes. we want to know. Yes, I, I did. Off, but this is I wanted to hear all yeah. of this. She she she's great, man. She she was fantastic. Cause she we rented out a bowling alley in in Manhattan, and we went we had a bowling competition because she apparently is, you know. In love with bowling, I had no idea Scott was a good a good bowler, but uh, a, a woman of many talents, amongst being beautiful. Yes, if she wanted to stay after and uh, get divorced from her husband, I'm sure I would have said yes. Oh, I but, didn't know. Uh, she, she's married. Well, she's engaged, I think. But uh, yeah, no, she she was great, man. And we we had um, we had actually nobody we had nobody uh, you know leave us or, or deny us. You know, from from kind of having fun and digging at them a little bit and, and poking around. I think everyone was such a good sport that uh, by the time the season's over, I'm hoping that maybe we'll be able to take another run at a bunch of new athletes from, you know, maybe some less known uh, athletes that we want to highlight. But uh, the first season, we've got a, a pretty good chunk of names that are out there, man. And uh, she's one of them. And like I said, go to go90.com or go get the app. Well, Andrew, before you, don't forget, I mean, you said it yourself earlier when you're looking for worthy guests. I mean, you said we're we're saving the world here by sports podcasting. (laughs) Um, If you want to shine a light where like the real light needs to be shined, I mean, some podcasters who are literally saving the world. We will defend whiskey and sports to our death. (laughs) Just uh, don't, you know, just, you know, I'll I'll run it by. (laughs) There you go. Run it by them. See what they say. I'll run it by those guys and see if they say Our rep is napping on the couch about a mile down the road. So he he actually hasn't answered any questions. We we don't know what's going on. Hey, real quick. What we know about here's the rub. Everybody's going to check that out. What other projects do you have coming up? Disaster artist. And when you do come into DC, where do you go so people can can keep an eye out for you? Um, I, I'm, I'll be putting together a tour coming up at the beginning of next year. I'm sure the improv, the DC improv, is uh, the place that I'll end up landing spot. Uh, in that area. But on the but on the East Coast, I mean, in general, I'll put up tour dates on andrewsantino.com, and, and and you know you can see whatever's closest to your area. I'm sure I'm going to be going back to Philly again this year because I've I've been there a hundred thousand times. I'm sure I'll be in New York and in Jersey, uh, and I'm trying to get back to Boston. So I'll be close, all you know, close in closer to your area uh, coming and up at the beginning of the year, and you can check out the website. But I, other than TV, touring, movies, anything? Yeah, I did, I did a movie. Uh, I did a movie that's now called the masterpiece that was called the Disaster Artist with James Franco Changed? and Seth Rogen. Yeah, they changed it because of the there was. Um, there was a, 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 book, a book that's been adapted into a movie with that same name. So Rogan and those guys decided to change the name. And that'll be coming out, um, I think, right before the summer. Um, and then even before that, I have an hour stand-up comedy special coming out on Showtime uh, in conjunction Ooh. with a TV show that I just shot for them what? called I'm Dying Up Here. Yeah, I just shot a, a series with, with Showtime called I'm Dying Up Here about stand-up comedy in the 1970s. Produced by Jim Carrey, so that'll be oh, that's right. That'll be the big that. project. That'll be coming out in March. Uh, that along with my special, and then I'll be running on the road on tour promoting my special. So I'll be definitely coming to the East Coast to show some love and go all around there, and then head, head you know make my way back west uh, as uh, in, coming into the summer and stuff. So 
it's a big year plan, man. It'll be it'll be really good. But keep keep the eyes out uh, for for the Ginger Boy and uh, support me whenever you can. And I come out to I come out to DC. You guys better take me out and give me some of that. Oh whip. come yeah, on, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah man. First of all, we're gonna be at the, we'll be at the Improv and uh, we'll we'll figure out what game to go to and we'll we, we'll do it. We'll, we got to do a show. But maybe you know, I mean. You know, who knows? Maybe we, we might be performing uh, the next act after you on the stage. Yeah, right? I mean, you know, who Nikolai knows? Popov's got to like you know interview some podcast somewhere that's you know making making saving the world. Yeah, dude. We he might. You know what? He might have to. I'm telling you, he might. Yeah. He might just have to come. Not just, figure out how little, the small people do it. Appearance. You know. Yeah, we got a 270-pound quadriplegic guy. We got a 270-pound <laughs> non-quadriplegic guy. We got it all, bro. We, we do have it all. We, I, I was I was going to put you on the spot for a second. Can I do that? Oh, sure. Because right. I want to know how Nikolai Popov would would tell the Redskins that they need for Kirk Cousins that they need to pay the man. How would he say that? That they need to say that you broke up real quick. They need to tell. That that, that Nikolai, how would, how would Nikolai, Nikolai Popov tell the Redskins that they need to pay the man in terms of of Kirk Reds Kirk Cousins? Oh, I think uh, I think Nikolai would probably say. Uh, you know, listen, uh, you're a good, you guys are good to this Kirk Cousins. He's a cute boy, like a little white boy. You know, Michigan State, I'm not a big state fan, but uh, he come from Michigan. He played there. Then, you know, listen, he was uh, he was not uh, picked high in the draft, but he's really showed up and showed out. And he's a dirty guy. He knows how to play and, and play at will. He's a Washington boy through and through now. So, you know, 19 million is, uh, is 19 million. You got you to gotta pay them in. You gotta pay the man and show me the money, Jerry. Just like they say in the Jerry Maguire, my favorite movie from this year. So pay the man, pay up. You know what I mean? Otherwise, you lose him and then you lose your life. You lose everything. That's what's up with me, Nikolai Papa. Go to go90.com. I love you guys. I gotta go. Thank you, Andrew Santino. And thank you yes, also. Sir. I can't wait to tell my wife that the only way I can interview this guy is if I go to Sweden. No, Iceland. <laughs> Iceland. 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 That's right. You Iceland. Go to Iceland. You can see him. Hey, I'm sorry. I gotta go to Iceland. This is the only way it's gonna happen. Hey, you gotta go to Thanks, Andrew man. Santino, Appreciate here's the rub. Thank you, guys. That's Tim Strachan. That's Kevin Ricky. I'm well Kevin Arangolo. Thank you, sir. This was the Audible.